This is why they need PvP and PvE Westworld, and then RP Westworld. There are no balls in Westworld, there are no swords in Westworld, but there's certainly a lot of gore. Later on you'll have a nightmare filled with killer cowboy robots, but for now it's time for boars, gore, and swords. I'm Red Scott. And I'm Ivan Hernandez. This is Boar's Gore and Swords. The third best completely up-to-date Westworld podcast on the internet. That's right, everybody. We've been podcasting, I believe, 15 times in the last three days. That's my count. Yeah. All for you guys. And we're, and we're here. We're up to... So this is uh, Monday... October 24th, the day after this episode is aired, within 24 hours of it airing, to, to get you up to date, to get you uh, on the on the latest theories. Which, it's a good thing, because this one has a lot of theories that were smashed, like a man, or, or like a host who just crawled out of a crevasse. Like, these <laughs> were completely... They redid this whole world. I'm reinstating my double Dolores theory. Uh, there's a lot of st- theories that... I was just shitting on before that now are more probable than ones that I'd been thinking about. <laughs> um, I, I have quick question about this world at the beginning. Uh, do you think that the way that they've sort of like pushed theories to the forefront and then smashed them down that next episode is Machiavellian storytelling or sloppy world building? I, I believe since this is a Nolan production... It's fifty fifty, <laughs> and and nobody will know for decades after this. Never is done. If there's if there is one pair of brothers who like to uh, both foment and then shit on fan theories, it's those fucking Nolans. I want to talk very briefly. Uh, and by the way, you can object to this at any time because we haven't discussed this before the podcast about our uh, spoiler policy. Because on Game of Thrones, we were like no books, mm-hmm. no promos. We didn't even look at next week on. Like we tried to stay as ignorant as possible, except for what appeared on the TV screen. But I think uh, that that was mostly just in oh, reaction to. Are everybody you bringing else. in the Westworld extended universe? Yeah, I think anything that HBO puts <laughs> that out, H- fucking website. HBO puts out explicitly. I consider part of the show, uh, unless they say it's not canon. So until they say but, it's not canon, and listen, I- they put up several websites with a bunch of info that's hidden on uh, on the show, and frankly. That makes it much better than the show. Only world building, no stories, just <laughs> rules, regulations, outlines. It's it's pretty much the best thing that's ever existed. We, we really need somebody on that writing staff to smuggle out that Westworld Bible for you. That's all I want. Just give me the Westworld. <laughs> just give me the Westworld blueprint and spec, and that's all I need in my life. So, so there's uh, there's a couple we websites. Be specific. What is yeah? What is the what is the main website that has all the information? Because there was a lot of stuff in there. I don't I don't think I like the fact that they are so cavalier about saying how many people have died in Westworld. Because I believe that the first human death in Westworld uh, that we see on screen uh, should be special. <laughs> well, they have. I mean, so we do already have in the actual television program that Arnold died in the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and by the way, since we since we did see a photo of whoever is ostensibly Arnold, I think that does poke holes in my Arnold is not a real person theory. Although yeah. it might be that he is a real person, but who is oh, completely we are we are going to get into that fucking artificial intelligence. We, we are going to get into that. What, yeah, 
We are going to get into that. I, I'm going to presume the end game here is the robots get free and the humans become robots. I Listen, we all know how the Titanic was going to end, but that doesn't mean <laughs> we couldn't appreciate Jack and Rose. <laughs> this is a fucking shitty-ass movie. I tried to watch it the other day, and I was like, this is just going to be a bunch of people going like, oh, Pablo Picasso, he's not going to amount to anything. I, I've actually never seen Titanic. It's a fucking shit-ass movie. <laughs> That's fine. I'll just rewatch Westworld. So uh-huh. so there's a couple websites. I only looked at there, – there might be some more. So there's discoverwestworld.com, which came up before the TV show was even on the air. And you could – so it's mostly a command line interface where you can interface with a host who actually – See, this is a use of interface I'm okay with. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even notice that I'd done it. I'm not <laughs> – of course you didn't. It's no. so ingrained in your in your psyche. Well, yeah, and I was going to say this situation. You're definitely interfacing with him, conversing. <laughs> I don't think so. That gives them a level of privilege I'm not okay with. Uh, so, so that first of all, one of the first things I did was ask uh, them about Game of Thrones because they're also on HBO. So I thought they might have put in an answer, and they had. Oh my God! What's the Game of Thrones answer? It's it said they never met Jon Snow, but in some parts of Westworld, what is dead may never die. <laughs> These fucking idiots! Yeah, claim Joy. You can only stay twenty eight days in the park. There's mm-hmm. a time limit to how long you can be in the park, and that's you know we've seen characters sort of implicitly stay overnight, but that uh, answers that for us. Uh, one of the weirder details that I came across is there's a whole like decompression facility for when you leave the world there's like it's a resort fuck world there's a resort it's fuck world that's basically fuck world fuck world is called mesa gold <laughs> and when you leave you decompress at the mesa gold where you swap stories with other guests tr- drink award-winning cocktails experience food prepared by world-renowned chefs burn off adrenaline at prograde athletic complexes even at the mesa gold you can fulfill your every desire which is the aka fuck world aka fuck, fuck world. world yeah <laughs> they can't they can't put you can fuck robots in the promotional materials directly but it's understood it's pretty great because i kept trying to like get make it be explicit and- <laughs> i can't believe how fucking prudish these westworld uh, extended universe uh, materials are <laughs> so by the way i i have inserted your voice as my headcanon for this robot when i was asking about <laughs> sex stuff because no matter what i would ask i'd be like what about butt stuff and it'd be like we can satisfy your every desire <laughs> and no matter what question it was it'd just be like every desire if you put sex in the question that's what it would do and then so it spits out a dumb error when you ask it about arnold that has some like stupid hex uh mm-hmm. replacement lead speak garbage for uh violent violent delights me violent ends and fucking so stupid uh, uh, so one of the things, you know, you know, we we've already talked about the fact that in the original they had, you know, multiple worlds, and are they going to do that in this? And so one thing, it's interesting. It's called the Delos Destinations Compound, mm-hmm. which you know could just reference the fact that there's more than one buildings and it's a very large pro- property, or you could see that as implying that there's more than one world. And uh, did you ask it explicitly whether if there was more than one world and it said, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, ba- basically, it, it gives the exact line that Dolores does when she looked at the photograph. Mm-hmm. That but, doesn't seem look like anything to me. Exactly. That's what it spits back at you. Um, and then from the page source, there was, a, there was a lot of stuff I read in the page source, but one of them was. Of course there fucking is. This is you, the. Cra- you, you no, listen, 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 listen. ARGs. 
This is the this is the craziest thing that I found looking around. This is very because I've been wondering how did the guns work. Ah, uh, that Gun- that is what we have been wondering about. Are you ready for this? I mean, I saw what it was, so I'm already clued in. Gun ammunition contains proprietary safeguards related to bullet velocity. They've got smart bullets. <laughs> they they do have smart bullets. Uh, if only we did. <laughs> they, fucking, this, this country could really use some smart bullets. Bullets slow down. Presumably they can change direction. Uh, otherwise, you could just shoot a guest right in the eye, right? Yeah. 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 This is absurd. And the, and the last thing, that there's a couple other things, but the last thing is referenced in this episode, and that is each host has what's called the Good Samaritan Reflex. Mm. So that implies that hosts can act to presumably restrain someone in self-defense if it seems like they're going to harm another guest. Hmm. So they have the okay. ability to be violent against guests if they think it will be in the, the another guest's best interest. Oh, I thought that that was just that they are going to try to generally help the guests if they can. Or if so, there's like a situation where a guest is in like... If like some fucking dude breaks his leg, they're going to be like, oh, okay, we're going to help you out instead of trying to fucking murder you. No, I the, the way I interpreted that, and so they discuss... They discuss it in this episode when they're talking mm-hmm. about the guy who smashed his own own head in, and then and she said maybe it was a, a, a sort of a, a misfiring Good Samaritan reflex, like the idea that oh he was about to hurt a guest, and he's mm-hmm. like I need to stop the person who is hurting the guest, and then he smashed ah, his own okay. head in. Fair. Um. So that that's int- I think that's going to come up. All right. And before we get into this stupid episode, last thing, what do we know about the man in black now? Do we know anything? Well, he's a person. His foundation did save my sister's life. His foundation saved all of our sister's <laughs> lives. That's the one thing we know about him. Without, <laughs> I, I do like this idea that he's like a guy who's got like a big charitable foundation and everybody loves him. And on the outside and in Westworld, he's a fucking prick. Yes, we know that without him, nobody would have a sister. Uh, <laughs> a lot of really gross dudes would have nobody to reference when they were saying why they cared about women. <laughs> truly he is a hero so we know he's not so we and and you know we don't know anything but most likely he's not a host most likely he's yeah. a real person who has entered the game yeah uh going back to I the keep beginning saying this ends with him fucking oh actually though somebody uh uh a theory i saw is he's basically trying to commit fucking suicide by robot right uh yeah um, there's, we could go back to one of, one of your things, uh, where he, maybe he has a dead kid and that's making him crazy. Oh, if, if this turns out to be a fucking second dead kid narrative, I'm going to fucking probably just be like, okay, <laughs> probably accepted. Can't work on. up that much. I can't work up that much harder these days. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So we know, we know he's a guest that, uh, so, and also his like. His earlier statement, I believe, is in episode two, where he was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm never coming back," which is a very dramatic statement when you're a host trying to escape the park. But it's a less dramatic when you can come and go as you please because you're a paying customer. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but also when he says never coming back, if he's imp- re- implying his own uh, suicide again, 
that makes it more dramatic again. So I see how that mm-hmm. storyline uh, pays out in, in that mm-hmm. sense. Um, so he's probably not when my my theory that he was Wyatt that is that Wyatt's backstory is the Man in Black's backstory almost certainly not the case. Uh, I'm no. still open to uh, there being a robot that he's downloaded his consciousness into, but yeah, I don't know. So the I feel like this episode upended the Man in Black's narrative without giving us a lot to go on where he is. So in that way disappointing because that's there's two things we want to know in this universe one who is the man in black and two how do these guns work and we've (laughs) those are the only things we care about right and they could both be solved by one of the production team just telling us yes yes all right so this is the the episode is dissonance theory this is the first teleplay to not involve lisa joy the last one was the first one without jonathan nolan and so this one we have uh, Jonathan Nolan. Ed Brubaker! Ed, right. Motherfucking Ed Brubaker, who you might know from uh, uh, being one of the great comic book writers of this modern age. He's responsible for the uh, whole Death of Captain America storyline that was real great. Uh, his fucking creator-owned work includes a Criminal, uh, Incognito, The Fade Out. Uh, he is basically our greatest living noir comic book writer. <laughs> also, he wrote the song Take Five. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's Dave Brubeck, not Ed Brubaker. Although, I would love Ed Brubaker's cover of Take Five. Uh, I'm sure it would be perfect, just like everything he writes. Also, uh, currently, you can buy a velvet from him uh, and Steve Epting, because we have to fucking also mention the uh, artist, or else they get mad on Twitter, uh, which is basically, uh, what if Money Penny was James Bond? And it's uh, oh, nice. Helen Mirren as a, a globe ki- uh, trotting kick ass uh, spy. Hmm. So basically, if you buy a Ed Brubaker comic book, you really can't go wrong. But I, is it? Am I imagining it seems like artists are much angrier on Twitter than anybody else? <laughs> like, like specifically people who draw things. I don't know how to like put that in a in a less condescending sounding way. But like it's because cartoon, uh, cartoonists put, and art. they put more work in, right? And the uh, writer gets all of the credit. Yeah, well, they are very angry, and yeah, and and it's 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 very scary. I feel like artists are yeah. gonna one day uh, kill us all if they <laughs> if I didn't think that they were gonna be trapped in their little dark rooms drawing all the time. <laughs> it's weird because fucking all the time I'm like I would trade my ability to write for any ability to draw being able to draw is so much fucking cooler than being able to write being able to write is fucking stupid it's like anybody can do it all you need to do is fucking scratch some shit into a goddamn text editor being able to draw oof that's the real skill disagree <laughs> open on Dolores eyeball again four episodes um, for, excuse for me. Dolores intros excuse me excuse me i believe we need to recap what has happened previously on westworld right i forgot we haven't talked about the other episodes so we'll catch you up now previously on westworld for three years we lived in the park and if you think this is great you should try no pants westworld something quite original i call it team deathmatch it starts at a time of war a villain called wyatt had holed himself up in ice town Follow the Blood Arroyo, but don't get too far because the programmers haven't finished the geometry and you're going to run into that big invisible barrier. Oh no, this rock is too heavy. I did not think this through. Kill him. And him too. Why not everybody? Look, we know you're going to kill everybody. Just fucking do it already. 
And finally, Liam McPoyle, your arms are so strong from all that milk you drink. <laughs> yeah, his esophagus was previously good. on Westworld. His esophagus is so strong trying to get that thick, thick milk down. <laughs> it's the grossest milk possible. Open on Dolores' eyeballs. Four episodes, four Dolores's on the intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and it's... They... The scenes where they're just like hyperventilating and very emotional sitting in the chair uh, still gets me, still gets me when they start crying. Like Evan Rachel Wood, especially, and obviously the actor who played Habernathy are just, they're, they're a step above everybody else. I, uh, they're, they're fantastic, and I wish I could use. Limit your emotional affect, please, in conversation. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. I was like, oh, oh. the second he was, uh, he he said, limit your emotional affect to a crying woman, and she did. I was like, my God, he truly is a god. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, is this? I up till now, I was going to say this wasn't a superhero story, but that's making me think <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> no one, <laughs> this truly is the power of the Infinity Gem uh. made manifest. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I would. I don't know why, but I just like I'm just wondering how long until there's a story on some form about like someone breaking up with somebody because they tried to use that in real life. <laughs> Listen, you might want to pay attention to my comings and goings. <laughs> Limit your emotional affect, please. I, do you do you not think you I'm also, Westworld me? <laughs> do you not? Do you think I'm a host? <laughs> Listen, I think everybody's kind of a host. Uh, what's that called? Solipism. <laughs> solipsism solipsism i don't know how to pronounce things <laughs> uh <laughs> should, should i should i refer to bernard and dollars <laughs> i think a lot of listeners get real angry about that uh, a theory get, that gets passed around a lot online and that i i just wanted to bring this up a theory is that bernard is actually arnold reincarnated which would make a lot of the uh interactions between um between Ford and Bernard make a lot of sense, but mm. I, I feel like that's a bit too obvious. Like if that had occurred to me before when I'm going through the staff, uh, it just seems strange to me that they'd have the guy who's sort of uh, Aspergersy to be the one who's actually a host among mm-hmm. them. So that that's the only reason I've read. I'm I don't think that one's likely. I won't say it's uh, been ruled out at this point, but I'm it's not one of my favorite theories. Yeah. Uh, I really like when he's, uh, when she gives like a big long uh, emotional speech and Jeffrey Wright's like, did we write that for you? And she's like, um, it's called homage. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. What's fascinating. They didn't go too much into that, but she's like, oh yeah, I took something that I had remembered and sort of interpreted it into that, which is original thought. That's what original Mm -hmm. thought is. Like you take phrases that, you know, sort of sound good together and you like combine them into new sentences. Like nobody starts from zero with no no idea of language or having read anything and just constructs poetry out of nothing. Yeah. Uh, uh so Ken- I, I I like when he's like, There's something I'd like you to try. It's a game called Overwatch. <laughs> the servers have been a bit shaky, but it's a really fun game. <laughs> hey, when are you finally gonna get on Overwatch? Uh when they make it for a platform that doesn't suck nuts. <laughs> Uh, that she, she, she asks, they continue the pattern of having hosts, especially Dolores, but, but hosts in general ask questions that sound creepily like they're about to bust out of their, 
a very thin understanding of the world, but have a also very thin other meaning that it could mean that doesn't necessarily they're about to break out of the world and kill everybody right now. Uh, can yeah. you help me? Is the one that she asks. There's something wrong with the world. There's something wrong with me. This is the same question Maeve has, and it goes back to the problem with bootstrapping consciousness is that some of the hosts might go crazy instead. Yeah. Listen, if you're going to build a robot and try to make it think it's alive but not tell it it's a robot, it's going to go fucking crazy. Yeah, it's going to have some questions. Yeah. First of all, Uh, why doesn't it remember having a childhood? That that's the thing. There's so many easy ways to fuck up a robot's consciousness. You just tell them they're a robot. Tell them that they're actors. They're in a union that's not really that good. Maybe they get a few award shows. <laughs> Bernard suggests she gets to the center of the maze. If you can mm-hmm. get there, maybe you can be free. This plays into Arnold possibly being Bernard. He has knowledge of the maze, but maybe maybe everybody does. Maybe it's like some artifact in the middle. I don't know. What do you think the maze? I is? mean, the maze. The maze is endgame content. Everybody well, d- knows about the yeah. maze. Obviously, but what do you think it actually is? Like, is it, is it, first of all, first question, just obvious question, want to get it out there. Are we going to see a physical maze with like walls higher than a person? Oh, fuck yeah. Of course we are. Just uh, sometimes, you, sometimes you think that shows the Nolans a- don't like literalism. I, I, I like, why are they both like fundamentally evangelicals? <laughs> nah, nah, you know, they, you know, they Protestants, those English I- motherfuckers. Um, but yeah, so at some point there's going to be a physical maze. I don't know what it's going to be at the center. Arnold himself, who mm-hmm. might be a Cerebus. I don't know. I just threw that in for fun. <laughs> seems like seems like the kind of thing that'd be at the center of a maze. <laughs> it's just it's just giant granite words that say thank you for playing. <laughs> oh, oh god, fucking '80s video games with no actual end. Like, wow, you made it here. I'm very <laughs> impressed with you. <laughs> oh, you got the title sequence. <laughs> Some people have still found that more satisfying than some of the endings to Mass Effect Two. <laughs> I I like the Mass Effect Two ending. Still haven't gotten. Still haven't watched the endings for Mass Effect Three. <laughs> Dolores wakes up on the plains with a gun in her hand, and William is creepily just crouching there while she's sleeping. Then hands yeah. her a cup of coffee. Uh, I I think that either she is remembering a past conversation she had with Bernard in a dream that she is having or we've got double Dolores's with a network linked consciousness. Oh, right. Sorry. So you were bringing up the double Dolores theory. So I would say my main argument against double Mm -hmm. Dolores's, which it's a very thin one is wherever she is, Bernard needs to get her in and out quickly because he leaves her dressed. Yeah. Whereas everywhere else, you know, there, and that's having a, it seems that having a host who is dressed is something that causes suspicion, if not consternation among, uh, Ford. So that Mm -hmm. seems like something, if he just had a body lying around, he would just leave it naked, but maybe they're they're trying to save some money on Evan Rachel Wood's contract. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. She seems like the kind of actress who'd be like, listen, you get one butt shot in the pilot and that's it. I'm done. I've got some dignity in this. She's got, she's got that Amelia Clark deal season one. And then never again. (laughs) Exactly. Maybe season five. If they're actually CGI. (laughs) Oh wait, was that uh, season six? No, no, no. The most recent, the most recent time that was all her. Yeah. 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 Um, Uh, and, and I think it's double Dolores just because, uh, it would be so hard for him to conceal 
the fact that he has a host, you know, off the grid. Right. And he would have to get her in and out of the park, which we have shown. Uh, we have been shown that getting fucking uh, robots in and out of the park is kind of a fucking hassle. Right. Yeah. So I would say... Also, when when she said, there's not two of me, <laughs> I was like, there's definitely two of her. So I'm thinking this through. And let me say, first off, I like your theory. It's complicated, yeah. but it works, and I love it. Uh, I, I, ho- I hope that's you. how the world actually works. Uh, what, what say you then to Maeve having dreams about getting sewn up, but then like, needing to get her back out on the floor very quickly? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what do what, I say about that? What, what, well, I, I'm, I'm guess, that seems to me to imply that there's only one of her and not that they have another backup that they can just throw on. While oh my, I mean, I'm up. not saying that they have that every robot has a backup. I'm just saying that Dolores specifically does have one. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, I buy that. All right. Maeve starts hearing Clementine. So Maeve and Clementine are talking. They're having a body repertoire about a man with one of the most talented and massive dicks. Uh, <laughs> oh, the the classic I ought to have been paying him, which has never happened. No. Though it has happened in Game of Thrones with Podrick. <laughs> exactly. A fantasy world. Well, I was just about to say, is this like an HBO thing? Like every series has a prostitute who's like, man, I should have been paying him. <laughs> I think it does. Because that's how that's that's how fucking stupid TV writers conceive of sex workers. I'm trying like to... if you fuck them good enough, they won't charge you because that's you know it's not like it's their livelihood or anything. I will have to check this, but I think the phrases she was using to describe the individual were meant for Teddy. I think she's actually mm-hmm. describing Teddy's dick. Ha, okay, fair enough. I thought that I thought that Teddy was a uh, full on. Uh, hey, I love uh, Dolores. Stupid Dolores, yeah. Uh, yeah, there, there's, I'll, I'll have to look it up, but I thought that they referred to I him thought, as... I thought they were talking about some fucking rando dude. I don't think so. Or, it could be made up I by, think... I, I, I was taking it as flavor text. It could be flavor text. Yeah. You have to remember, a lot of this is just flavor text meant for fucking stupid guests who are just walking past the bar. I mean, it, it is hard to decide, like, how much of the dialogue is to set up for people like us who have some familiarity with video games and, yeah. and how much is set up for people who are only watch TV shows. I don't know <laughs> how much time Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan spent in World of Warcraft. If I had found that they had actually met there, that would uh, increase <laughs> my understanding of them a lot. I do, I do want to know what the fucking uh, Nolan Joy gaming uh, history has been. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. If he's if he's gonna be if they're gonna be so much like oh video games are bad, I want to be like okay, how many WoW expansions have you played? Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's he's a bit older. Maybe he pulls some yeah. fucking EverQuest or Ultima Online. <laughs> it like, could, it could be a oh my god, Dark Age of Camelot. Yeah. Fucking RuneScape. Like, let me know. <laughs> let me know what you're into. Listen, it Westworld is just a metaphor for Neopets. <laughs> uh, I hope so. So Maeve starts. Oh, hearing... by the way, the uh, the player piano. Oh, uh, I couldn't two... recognize it. I listened it's, like five times. It's a forest by the Cure, oh, which is okay. something I had to look up because I don't enjoy the Cure. Ah, okay. <laughs> you prefer to be part of the problem. <laughs> this podcast is over. <laughs> Maeve sees blood in Clem's eyes. Uh, she's like, 
glitching out a little bit. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of digital filter. Remembers being shot. She remembers the cleanup clue explicitly and remembers being in surgery and being rushed out. Yeah. And, and the memory that there might be a bullet fragment still in her abdomen. This uh, is this is the fucking this is the thing I don't understand. They're like, all right, guys, we've got this very delicate ecosystem of artificial intelligences. Eh, just patch her up with a bullet inside her and send her back out there. It's like, guys, you're not doing best practices here. <laughs> they really are. This is this is not, this is not killer robot best practices here. This is not Hermes level of forty thousand dollars a day <laughs> interactive experience. No, no, they're really, they're really fucking cheaping out and skipping out on things. The big, the, uh, yeah, the big holes in this whole corporation is the cleanup crew from like every aspect. This is why you can't fucking skip on anything. I wonder if this, in this time of day, instead of having residencies, they like send them to repair people as the cleanup crew. <laughs> what if it? What if the cleanup crew is all interns? <laughs> Yeah, that's. I think that's what they are. For sure. <laughs> they're they're all just they're all just uh, mending robot bodies for for the experience. So Maeve walks out of the Mariposa and heads back to her uh, room that she lives in. She checks mm-hmm. her abdomen and finds no scar there. She does find a spot of blood, which causes a flashback. And in one of the most genuinely, even though I knew it was going to happen, horrifying scenes, she sketches one of the cleanup guys and then. Here's footsteps and in a rush to hide it, rigs up a floorboard and under it finds a floor full of drawings of the cleanup guys. And yeah. she freaks uh, the fuck out. Yeah, we, we find out that a lot of people uh, interpret the uh, uh, the mask and the lights on the side of the mask head uh, for the text as uh, weird tribal monster gods. Yeah. I believe they are referred to as dreamwalkers by Eschaton uh, at the end of the episode. <laughs> Is his name Eschaton? I thought it was Hector. It's Hector Eschaton. Oh. Yeah. Both. I, <laughs> yes, he has a first name and a last name. I, really? Yes, I thought, this robot I thought, has a first name and a last name. I thought in this continuity all the, all the, all the biological androids were named like Sinbad. <laughs> I would love it if they had uh, guest comics in Westworld. <laughs> Sinbad's doing a midnight set at Westworld. Oh, yeah. In a real Westworld, there would be like a comedy club in there. And uh, how that'd be amazing. (laughs) Just everybody in there having the worst time. And they always go in and kill the comic every episode. (laughs) That's the best part. You get to shoot the comic when his jokes aren't good. (laughs) Yeah. Forget about tomatoes. (laughs) This, I could just see them touring the backstage. And this is the biological android that has been shot more times than any other. <laughs> He's a prop comic. <laughs> that, that'd be less, because people would shoot his props just for fun. Eloise. Uh, so backstage with Eloise, Stubbs, and Teresa, and the stray who has smashed his own head in. Teresa's thesis is, yo, this is fucked. And Eloise is like, come on, it's not that bad. He didn't hurt anyone. And this is where she says it might be a manifestation of the Samaritan reflex. Mm-hmm. And then they make one of my favorite points, though it's in a very weird context. So Teresa says to Eloise, it's also popular that behavior takes a pri- proprietary approach to problems like this to avoid having to admit when they fuck up, which is a beautiful sentiment sort of in a weird context. Usually they're talking about uh, proprietary versus open source software mm-hmm. and, and the idea that uh, 
that a lot of proprietary software uh, likes being proprietary just so they don't have to admit when they're wrong because you can't really prove it. <laughs> yeah, they're really starting to get into the tech company aspect of this. I, I just expect one of the characters to yell, it's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> yeah, let's make it happen. Which is, which is how we got skiing in Quake. All right. Bernard Watson. Uh, by the way, I just sometimes I look at how precise Jeffrey Wright's facial hair is, and I'm like, he's definitely a robot. <laughs> it's, it's, they're trying, that, the way Nolan does things, though, it's like how much they're pushing towards you, like, come on, doesn't Bernard seem pretty robot I'm like, you're not going to get me this time. <laughs> it might be a double feint. Like, make him look he, like a robot, so you think that they're making you think that he's a robot, and then you don't suspect that he's actually a robot. Oh, when they get that double double plus untwist on there? Yeah. that that That's what they're working towards now. They're try, trying to get you to the double or reverse twist. <laughs> uh, I really like when Eloise is like, everyone around here's got some fucking agenda except for me. It's almost like she happened to have walked onto an HBO prestige drama. <laughs> Wait, it's, it's, it's also like a... She is making this statement for solipsism. Solipsism? How do you pronounce it again? Say it again. Solipsism. Solipsism. Are you sure that's how it's pronounced? I'm pretty sure, but that's also one of those words I've never heard actually pronounced. Are you sure it's not? Anyway. um, (laughs) Bernard walks in, and apparently there's a rift between behavior, which is the programming department, Mm -hmm. and QA, which... uh, uh, there, there is a rift between those departments at some companies, but usually it's not that combat- combative. Uh, <laughs> where she, she literally just calls the QA guy a fucking idiot. I, I, I forget what he says. The line's something like, he couldn't debug a fucking rock. <laughs> and, and, and of course, they didn't give that guy lines, so he just has to go, whoa. Right. That, that is another one, another one of the extras they were trying to save money on, and they were like, don't you dare, <laughs> exactly. don't you dare use your vocal cords. We're not paying you scale. <laughs> and, and they're definitely not. I, know, I mean, he was just in the background, but for a second I was like, is that Rishi Surway? Are we going to get a sound exploder, a song exploder episode? This is going to be fun. <laughs> and then they zoomed in and I was like, oh, no, not at all. Bernard walks in and lets Teresa take over the stray, just ask for uh, an evaluation of their debug. Bernard and Teresa. Bernard, uh, sorry, Bernard and Eloise. Bernard mm. gaslights Eloise. <laughs> so hard. Eloise like, I know what's going on. And he's like, mm, no, you have no idea what's going on. Maybe it's you who's crazy. It's basically his entire argument. <laughs> and he's like, that's not Orion. There are three stars in Orion's belt, not four. What the fuck is that even supposed to mean? Like, it just coincidentally <laughs> looks like Orion except one star's off. Honestly, my first thought is, that's not Orion. My first thought is, are they faking the sky? Because that seems fake more... Sky. Fake Fucking sky. fake sky, dude. Yeah, Truman that's... Show. Yeah, I. But the fact that they wouldn't know it—that's absurd to me. Yeah, that. I mean, I have to assume that they do have an uh fucking accurate sky. Although, although there there have been a lot of times when they've completely fucked that up. Uh, Titanic. We were talking about Titanic today. Yeah. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson had that whole thing where like, all right, the that wouldn't be where the moon is when the Titanic went down. <laughs> Good. Yeah, and just recently there was a, I believe it was one of the uh, NFL 2K games, uh, or whatever the latest Madden was, or whatever the fuck these fucking jocks play. A player uh, made it somebody... through the whole season without injuring their ACL? <sighs> I don't know what 
you're even trying to say sometimes. Go ahead. Uh, somebody, they, they, they fucked up the uh, way the sun is supposed to uh, go down on, in the L.A. stadium. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I hate that. Yeah, exactly. So maybe they did fuck it up and uh, they got the wrong Orion. Although it's probably just like something that coincidentally happened to look like Orion's belt or some fucking shit like that. Uh, one of the other things you can find on these websites describing uh, the company is a map layout, uh, a very, very general map layout of the building structure that they are in. And we learn that basically the entire structure is underground on a mesa. Okay. And so that, as so, so literally when when they when several characters referred to it as hell. They're literally talking about being pulled underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we've seen the elevators much. and stuff. Yeah, but it's it's just a nice little detail. Yeah, the the the, the we get a lot more about the Indians a weird meta religion. Which why would you give your robot Indians a meta religion in which you are the devil figures? Guys, nobody thought this through. Well, so uh, I mean, we're we're gonna get to that later. I will say, but since it has come up now. Uh, I, my presumption is that that is part of the new storyline, mm. because because right, that ties in with Ford. Sort of like I have a new storyline; it'll be very ri- original. You know, sort of cross enter scene. The implication that he's adding a religion. Uh, so that that's my theory. That's why it hasn't come up before. He's sort of I'm, added. I mean, they... it it hasn't come up before because we've only watched four episodes. <laughs> yes, that might be that might be it too. <laughs> Uh, William and Dolores, he gives her his jacket, even though she, you know, cannot feel. So again, <laughs> he is, uh, I don't, uh, he is so sweet. It's like the more, the more that I like deeply internalize that she is uh, a robot, the sweeter mm-hmm. his dumb actions seem to me. Like, <laughs> I like it. I like it sweet... because it's, it, it's part of that classic video game thing of making the player think that they're super nice, even though they're just fucking doing things to pieces of code that don't care about their actions exactly it's <laughs> exactly like you're like he is so sweet and dumb like that's my simultaneous <laughs> thoughts like he can't <laughs> and so logan's theory is the park sent william Dolores to care about the park mm-hmm. and and we get another so I, i've been fascinated by we get another real big hint yeah you said this trip is about welcoming me to the family this is business in our family Everything is business. Yeah. Um, uh, he says the the company needs to up our stake in this place. Yeah. So presumably, I would say that they are part of Warren Buffett's Maybe the Delos company. family. Yeah, exactly. They're part of Berkshire Hathaway. Right. Um, yeah, that, that's that's possible. He's part of the, uh, yeah, the Delos. Delos. Uh, corporation. And... I guess I was going to get to a little bit later, but I have been sort of rethinking Logan, who's mm-hmm. sort of played as a just a heel shithouse person. And, like, if you really internalize that all of these robots are fake, like, I, I was trying to imagine, like, I was playing with somebody in World of Warcraft, and they were playing for the first time. And like, we need to help <laughs> this woman back to her home. And I'm like, that's not even a quest. <laughs> we would get no rewards for that. 
Like, I only have three hours until I go to sleep tonight. Like, I'm not following this stupid character back to her fucking house. Like, the reason we're here is to do this instance. I would totally be Logan in a second. Like, I would. Oh, my God. You're Logan and I'm Liam McPoyle. You don't. No. Like, I. Are you kidding me? I love being nice to robots. There's nothing I love more than being nice to robots in these stupid fucking games. Every time that there's like a stupid beggar that they're like, you can kick him in the face or give him five gold points or give him 500 gold points. I'm always like, I'm going to give him 500 gold points because he's going to give me a fucking nice item or some shit. But that's what I'm saying is because you're doing it because there's reciprocity, which I completely understand for the game. I'm talking about like an NPC that is just clearly... You know, just like somebody kited out to an area it's not supposed to be. And you're like, I'm going to help it get back. Because that's what's happening in this scenario. Listen, sometimes Hogger gets out of his nest and you're like, you're so cute. I want to put you back in your Hogger nest, Hogger. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was trying to think about Logan critically. Like, if this were an actual video game. And aside from his... uh, Yeah, a poor treatment of... F- actual friends and family i'm like he's as a video game character i think he's just very very average um i don't i don't think he's that abominable no he he's doing the standard black hat run which is something that is completely acceptable within the context of the park and apparently apparently he's a nice guy outside of the park so he just goes there and he acts like a fucking shithead which how many people have you (sighs) fucking known who are like in real life they're like perfectly fine, normal, nice people, and then you play a video game with them, and you find out that they're the worst fucking person who's ever lived. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, look, yeah, um, yeah. But I don't know. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep a. Yeah, I'm just. I've already been tricked so many times by so many different characters that I'm trying to like reevaluate every character's interaction and figure out where I stand in this world. Listen, if some if some guy if you manage to get the special one in one hundred uh, quest uh, chance, would you not immediately be like, we have to do this fucking one in one hundred quest? Right? Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah, exactly. There's no question. He... Uh, this, I, is, we're, we're, this is the thing. This is why they need. This is why they need PvP and PVE Westworld, and then RP Westworld. Yes. They just need to divide those servers up. But even in that scenario, they're running into the problem that you actually run into when you have another friend who wants to join and you're on a hardcore PvP for- server and you know they're not going to be able to hang. Like, what do you do in that scenario? You're not going to start a new character with them on a new server. Like, you're just That's like, come what on. you end up having to do, buddy. No, you're like, join Sometimes- our server and get killed a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you need to compromise and join somebody else's RP server. Uh, all right, Men in Black and Lawrence. Uh, the Man in Black cuts open a snake. He's so and he's, listen. There's there's got to be easier ways to sex a snake. You just poke around their belly until you find that weird wet cloaca hole. So they're they're trying to they they follow the blood arroyo. They haven't found the snake that lays its eggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want to find anyway? I want to find out how it ends. Lawrence, Lawrence, I, w- I should mention, suggests they go to Pariah, which um, the character with Logan comes up with later, mm-hmm. like just before he shoots the guy on the quest. Yeah, I would assume that Pariah is the, uh, you know, the fucking the black hat uh, starting area or whatever. Right. Uh, he sees a woman with a red snake tattoo bathing in the river. Mm-hmm. And, and and we we saw her before in the first uh, Escaron gunfight, I believe. Yeah, correct. Uh, uh, so, which she's a great character. I like her a lot. 
Oh yeah, she's fantastic. Also, also, fucking stupid, stupid Ed Harris is like, how have we never met? This guy's trying to finish the endgame content when he hasn't even got close to 100% completion. Well, this is a much bigger world, obviously, <laughs> than, than games we're used to. So there's going to be little niches. Who knows? Honestly, if this game is bigger than Witcher 3, I'm going to be like, really? You put in all of that production effort? <laughs> so her crew pulls a gun on the men in black and lawrence mm-hmm. i i really do like the we're good up on men and he shoots two of them and he's like guess a couple spots opened up and they're like <laughs> i like how this guy works he's somebody i need on my team he's a go-getter <laughs> yeah this is they're really playing into every fucking old wet, wet, uh wild west trope oh something a couple people have hit me up with i mentioned the black hat and white hat is a ha- hacker trope and some people are like, uh, actually, they took that from Westerns. Uh, and to that, I say nothing existed before January 1st, 1970, the beginning of Unix time. <laughs> I say that nothing ever existed before November 10th, 1986, the greatest day for somebody to be born in the entire history of birthdays. 1983's friend. <laughs> uh, it's 1986. You're off by three years. Mm-mm. We cut from there to the overview room, and they've caught Dolores off her loop, mm-hmm. but because uh, so much stuff has been thrown out of the place, they can't tell if it's a real issue or not, so they're like, ah, just flag her, and when behavior can go get her when, 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 when they, you know, whenever. Yeah. And then, so, we'll, we'll come back to that in a minute, because I'm not sure that- if it's be- behavior or another host who's interrupting Oh, no, I thought, I thought that that was behavior, okay. and it's a, another guy, who, who, like another actual human. Right. He's like, all right, we've got to fucking get you out of here without disturbing the uh, immersion of the other players. Right. Right. So but for, before we get to that, so we are, we're back in Arrested Development City. I, ever since I noticed it, I'm just like, I can't fucking pay attention. No, it's, it's terrible. And Dolores is talking to the maze girl, who's a, apparently... Yeah, the, the magical, magical wee Mexican child. If you're looking for endgame content, look for the mystical girl who doesn't... Uh, talk like anybody else and just stares you directly in the eyes in a terrifying way and draws mazes and other religious symbols. <laughs> exactly. Listen, if you're ever talking to a magical Mexican girl and she disappears, they're like, oh, fuck, I got to go into the end game content now. Yeah. Uh, where are you from? Same as you. Don't you remember? Ooh, getting good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Girls drawing a maze in the ground. Uh, and then uh, the, a guest from uh, – be, so I guess not a guest. One of the people from backstage, one of these staff members, cast members. That's what I'm going to call them. A cast member. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, a cast member asked her if she's from Abernathy Ranch. And I was surprised they didn't – if that person is from Behavior, I'm surprised they didn't cover that in this episode. Uh, she said, my father's dead. I'm not going back. Uh, which that should, that should happen every night. So if it's during the day, her father should not be dead. The fact that she's remembering that should be a big problem. But, mm-hmm. but since the guest is with her, he sort of lets it slide. Hopefully in the next guest, yeah, and, uh, and they get into that. I, I really like their like, arm-holding fight where, they, where they, like, he like, grabs her arm and then she grabs his arm really aggressively back and they just stare at each other and then the McPoyle comes out and he gets to be such a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. This is what men act like when you're not there. <laughs> Listen, men are literally grabbing women. <laughs> They're showing us. This is what happens. I've never seen it. All right, million <laughs> men. So yeah. So he comes out. She's not lost. She's with me. He just backs off, and then mm-hmm. she gets to continue along. We have the man in black with Lawrence. 
Uh, Lawrence, who, by the way, is uh, Clifton Collins Jr., great actor. Uh, there was one of those little uh, stupid puff piece promotional articles I read that was actually really cute. Uh, the gun belt he uses is his uh, grandfather's gun belt, who was an actor who starred in uh, Rio Bravo. Well, so is it his gun belt from Rio Bravo, or is yes. it his actual gun? Okay. Yeah. Or, no, I, no, I he, sure. he was an actor. He was an actor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that long ago, he could have also been a cowboy. I assume they all had day jobs at the time. <laughs> uh, so the snake, snake Tattoo Lady, did we ever get her name? No, I don't think we did get Snake Tattoo Lady's name. Okay, so Snake Tattoo Lady rides up to two guys, gets the information, shoots them both. We get a good line in there. Oh, no, no, no. She fucking slices the one guy's throat, and then she shoots the other guy. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah. Because, listen, you can't be a famous killer without a little bit of variety. It just gets <laughs> exactly. too vanilla. You need to you need something to spice it up so that people don't know how they're going to die. <laughs> also, you got to get that combo chain. Gotta get that combo chain. Yeah. William and Dolores, uh, I didn't get a chance to ask you where you're headed. I don't really know yet. And then he, uh, I still get so uncomfortable when the guests start talking about the game as a game. And I, I hate this. I wish that they gave every guest, I wish that every time a guest was like, are you on like a zone or a path or something? The robot gave them like a 10 minute speech about maintaining kayfabe. <laughs> Oh, Look, goodness. guys, we're trying to get a West World going here, not a break the fourth wall every other fucking sentence world. Exactly, uh, and and she and all the all the hosts are great at trying to steer it back. He's like, I used to think everybody had their own path. Now I'm not so sure. <laughs> yeah, and and then fucking uh, Dolores. Uh, this this is how stupid these people are. These idiots gave robots PTSD. Yeah, just hard wipe your robots. Can't we just hard wipe all of these robots? You fucking idiots took a perfectly good robot and then you gave it PTSD. <laughs> yeah, it's I I don't know what this episode should be called. Host best practices, something about <laughs> I I I like robot maintenance best practices. Robot maintenance best practices. But yeah, it's we we keep harping on it. I feel like they're not listening to our podcast as much as they should. <laughs> they really need to make some changes midstream. Dolores, you really don't want to go back to your old life? Uh, and then she flashes back to the being dead, the cleanup crew, and she does a good job of recovering from that again. Mm-hmm. Ar- around the campfire, one of the other guests sees the man in black, and his, their buddies are like, oh, just go go talk to him. Like Clearly they have recognized a famous person. Uh, and he says, sir, I just want to say, your foundation literally saved my sister's, say one more word and I'll cut your throat. This oh, is my fucking vacation. The, the classic, I like this that is, philosophy. This is the this is the can't you see I'm eating right now? Except exponentially. <laughs> exactly, and then they're gonna tweet the men in black didn't get a photo with us guys. Yeah, what a dick. <laughs> so he does exist outside of this world. Oh, by the way, one of the, <laughs> I mean it's obvious, but just. I like all the warnings inside the webpage. It's like in the, you're you're not allowed to bring recording devices or, <laughs> or or cameras of any type within Westworld. Uh, you're only allowed to use approved photographers. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody comes in there with their vintage uh, uh, fucking photo uh, camera and and records all that. That'd be stuff. great. That'd be great if one guest's dream was to role play an old timey photographer. God, it must have happened. Oh my before. god. 
That's the Red Scott package. You it's, just go around taking uh, photographs. It's not a bad package. Do you know how much in my life I've wanted to use exploding gunpowder as flesh? <laughs> this is this is Westworld Snap. Yeah. I just want to do it. <laughs> you ever heard of a man named... So, um, who, who asked him this? I think it's the lady with the snake tattoo. Mm-hmm. And he says, have you asked why she... He wants to know about that too. You ever heard of a man named Arnold? He created a world where you can do anything you want except die. But then Arnold broke his own rule and he died right here in the park. Except I believe he had one story left to tell. A story with real violence, real stakes. So there's, I mean, I, the end game content does seem to me to be like, yeah, we put all these safeguards, but here's the hardcore Westworld where you can actually die. And, yeah, and so like, he, he's looking for permadeath Westworld. And so he's going to like enter there. And he's going to fight somebody, and it's going to be harder than normal, and he's going to kill him pretty easily, but then he's going to look down on his arm, and there'll be real blood coming from his arm, and he'll be like, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly, I would put that 100% as happening. That is 100% happening. Call that right now. <laughs> and listen, I don't know how long they're going to milk this fucking thing. That could happen as early as episode eight this season, or as late as season six. <sighs> We don't know. We don't know how those fucking Nolans don't, uh, you know, those Nolans right. don't do a lot of uh, post-twist uh, work. Yeah. Uh, around the camp, uh, so they do that. If he gets what she wants out of there, she'll tell him about that tattoo. Um, mm. The man in black and Lawrence are in a police stagecoach. They purposefully got caught by the sheriff to get taken to the jail. The sheriff takes all his cigars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and, and listen, listen, unless those exotic women's thighs are real wide, you're not going to get a good roll on those cigars. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not, it's, it's a trope. It's a cigar trope that they're, you know, rolled on the thighs of virgins. But I just never thought that was a good way to roll cigars. It just doesn't seem, <laughs> no. there's a lot of mechanical problems. Listen, it's an old Cuban guy with a table in front of him. That's the best way to roll. <laughs> it's the best way to roll. They roll into the jail. Lawrence... Uh, gives Men in Black one of the classic, I'm going to fucking kill you, maybe someday, which makes me think that the Man in Black is trying to f- free all of the hosts somehow, mm-hmm. like trying to let let the hosts have less limitations in consciousness, which he obviously knows about Arnold. Yeah. So he could have been an early staff member of the park or a friend of Arnold's or who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Man in Black is in the cell with Iscar Man. Eschaton. Eschaton. And I love how he just completely negs him. He's like, yeah, that pretty little scar of yours. You seem more like a market-tested kind of thing. See, what I like about the way the Man in Black, he does something similar where he sort of breaks the fourth wall. But he does it in a way that lets the character interpret it as just a vague insult. Mm -hmm. You know, you seem like some market-tested thing. Big gun, tasteful scar, which is hilarious very funny i like it a lot what's your worldview and he says every he basically has george rr R. martin's worldview everything will end badly <laughs> it truly will and and i just love that i just love he needs to get a cheat approval what did you think about yeah what did you think about that scene where he shoved the exploding cigar which by the way great 19th century prop Oh, you! This is. I, I was very happy to see exploding cigars uh, this early in the show. So he casts the exploding cigars. He six, sticks them in the lock, and then we see them cut to 
the overview room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not sure what this is supposed to show us. I guess that, you know, explosives are tightly regulated and that, mm-hmm. but I, I guess the like pyrotechnic effects would probably be more reliable than actual pyrotechnics anyway, <laughs> when you're trying to do something like explode a lock. Mm-hmm. It, that just or strikes guy's me face. Yes, or a guy's face. That just strikes me as one of those things where if you let that up to normal physics, if you shift like gunpowder in a lock and then light it, like it wouldn't actually do anything except make the lot hot. Like it'd just lock you in there forever, maybe melt it. Yeah, exactly. This is uh, this is fucking a video game. This isn't real life with real life physics. And then a great scene. The sheriff pulls a gun on him. He puts his hands up. And the sheriff, currently smoking the exploding cigar, his head explodes immediately, which is great timing. Oh, yeah. Real fun. Real fun to watch. Uh, one of the most beautiful scenes in this entire episode is the firing squad scene. Oh, that's really good. Because, you know, they're not going to fucking shoot Clifton Collins Jr. Well, it's just so great because they're like, All right, any last words? You know, I, f- I forget what he says. Go fuck yourself. They show the guys. They all aim. He raises his hand. You see the arm drop. They focuses on his face. You see a bullet go right by his head. Mm-hmm. And all of just all of the facial expressions, like every time there's an explosion and he winces, um, it's just amazing. And then when they pull away and you see that they have been shooting all of the executioners and that he will still get to live. I, I watched it a couple times. I really enjoyed that scene a lot. That's a fun shot. It's fun a real shot. fun shot. So he gets the full story about her tattoo, Wyatt's mm-hmm. crew is not, not the one who killed her family. She is trying to – so sorry, Wyatt's crew is the one who killed her family. She's trying to kill Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, so my, my first thought was, okay, that obviously means the man in black is not Wyatt. But then yeah. he smiles a little bit, which makes me feel like he's – well, he's already got some of – no, somebody else got the backstory on Wyatt. Uh, but he smiles a little bit, which makes me wonder – like, it feels like he knows something about that. Well, I, I assume that Wyatt is going to be the, you know, boss guarding the uh, maze dungeon. Gotcha. Uh, that, yeah. that certainly could be it. Uh, yeah, because uh, fucking... Uh, well, no, Jimmy Simpson didn't end up going with uh, his stupid fucking brother-in-law right. to go to Wyatt's town. So. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, you know, obviously the collision course is going to be fucking Dolores... Also going after the maze and thus going after Wyatt. Right. Right. Which, yeah. which makes sense. We have made watching na- native peoples walk through town. Mm-hmm. Um, and wh- it's just, I, I don't think that letting robots have a religion which involves crude representations of your text is a good idea. I, well, I, I mean, it depends on what he's trying to accomplish. I have no <laughs> idea, honestly, what his ultimate goal is. Um, uh, I, oh, we're we're going to get to it. We have to get to Hopkins' scene because uh, I have a lot of thoughts on that. But one of the child drops a figurine that's clearly one of the cleanup crew, which we are told is part of their native religion. And several characters know that. That's not a hidden thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back in the Mariposa, Hector, uh, we learn Hector lives out with the savages, and she gets it in her idea to question Mr. Hesker, Hector Escalante about their religion. <laughs> Escalante. Well, sorry, what was it? Is that it? It's Escaton. Escaton, sorry. Well, Escalante is a city in the world, right? I don't know. I think you just uh, used a random other Latino name. Uh, listen, I would feel bad about that if I didn't do that with every language, including English. <laughs> listen, if I corrected you on every single name that you fuck up and time that you say a show is a movie and a movie is a show, 
we'd be doing 18 extra podcasts. Well, you're a real literalist when it comes to human communication. <laughs> I Honestly, I think I give you a lot of credit for understanding what you say when you say the opposite of the thing you, you say. <laughs> and I think that's the way it should work with human communication. Give people the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. Basically, human communication should be the opposite of Twitter.com. Where we're like, there's one interpretation. A.K.A. AKA grossdudes.biz. <laughs> yes, grossdudes.biz. There's... Christie's stone. I feel like very strongly about that. Back in the Mariposa, uh, we we cut from there to Bernard and Teresa. Mm-hmm. It's a I, here's how you can tell that it's not a real relationship uh, when the woman's not as into the relationship as you are. When she doesn't even indicate that she wants you to zip up her dress, she's not that into you. <laughs> when the second, oh, she's, not, she's not into Playboy of autism, Jeffrey Wright. When, when when the second she's done coming, she's like, oh, I don't even want this guy to help me get dressed again. <laughs> she, was, she was trying to pull the silently get out of bed move. Right. Try it for, and trying to zip her own dress up, which is like, come on. <laughs> Although, listen, if, if, if the price you pay is then you have to get lectured about what the vul- most vulnerable part of your body is by Jeffrey Wright, maybe you want to get out of there quickly. Which didn't they actually do in one of the Jurassic Parks? <laughs> isn't that no line isn't that, uh, it might have even been jurassic world i don't remember but like one of the jurassic parks like they somebody has one of the like raptor claws and does it like ah the most oh yeah no no that's belly. grant ah. at the start that's grant ah. at the start of the first jurassic park when right he across the, the belly kid and he's like right there right, be- right there kid right. right there right before the By vacation the, way, the, the, the belly the- is the most vulnerable part of any animal besides the ding dong Besides the ding dong, that is also, but less stuff spills out, so it's just like a less messy. Image. I mean, I mean, listen, a lot of stuff is spilling out of my ding dong. <laughs> so don't cross your arms, which is the first rule of stand up, aka the Mark Marin. <laughs> don't jump on your stool. Teresa and Ford, uh, aqu- are are meeting off on the edge. There is a giant rock crushing machine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love those fucking giant big-ass fucking saws, which are real. They are real, and you can look at pictures of them and videos of them, and it's like, fuck yeah, destroying the environment. There's there's some charming repertoire here. Have the neighbors complained? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's safe to say they've noticed. Well, the rocks would prefer not to move. (laughs) These fucking, these two Europeans just being fucking catty to each other. It's... There's two things I thought, like, the host doing in costume doing manual digging is a real bummer. <laughs> it's like, damn, fucking uh, the robots don't even have a good uh, uh, collective bargaining either. But then you have to wonder, uh, Battlestar Galactica style, like, is, is the Rock Crusher sentient? I don't know what the rules are in this world. <laughs> Listen, the Rock Crusher is a type of machine. Maybe all of the hosts are part of a collective conscience in a, consciousness who don't know how to live without each other. Which one's named Breck? That's all I want. Oh man, I wish Breck showed up. She'd be fucking shooting fools and being like, "Hey, I'm Breck." They're sitting at a very hey, nice. I'm Breck. I'm real cool. A very nice restaurant. Uh, we're concerned about the extent of the changes you're making, and he pulls one of the ultimate power moves. Like, let's not forget, I'm the genius insider that you can't live without, and I've seen a lot of you come and go. Yeah. Oh, oh, and I love the, I love the, I think I sat at this table. And he's like, you did sit at this table. That was great because first she's like, oh, you know, weird, weird thought. We came to this restaurant. And then the moment when she realized everything is a power move. 
You think she would have realized that already? Yes. As a power mover herself. Uh, I, I did sit at this table. I sat in this exact chair. Yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's a great scene. Uh, it's, I, it's, I, it's, I, I really wish that more creatives in their uh, fights with corporate had an army of robots at their disposal. Well, and it's, it's the perfect extrapolation of a tech company that mm-hmm. in its self-belief of their own infallibility and correctness are completely willing to violate anybody's privacy to prove a point. <laughs> exactly. This truly is the tech slash gaming metaphor of our age. <laughs> and here we were gods. And then the whole staff freezes, which F- on first watch, I was like, that's crazy. And like, how did he trigger that? And then I watched again. I was like, there's nothing he did to trigger that. And so I was like, maybe they're all just buffering. Maybe this is just... <laughs> Maybe this is not as close as I think it is. The the, the robots temporarily lost their Wi-Fi. Yeah, that happens sometimes. (laughs) Also, I do feel like the the most horrifying sequence in this entire series for you was when he kept pouring the wine in. (laughs) No! (laughs) No, that's probably a good vintage. Oh, it's got to be. All those restaurants are real nice. (laughs) The, The Arnold went mad, which I haven't. As you can see very clearly, look how not mad I am. <laughs> uh, and I, I love when he goes, we know everything about her empl- our employees. And then he does the finger going into the other uh, <laughs> grip knuckle. F- finger going into the fist. Yeah. And I will. So the moment where Hopkins says, I will ask you nicely, please don't get in my way. And I was like. I I take it back. Michael Caine was not the perfect casting. Anthony Hopkins is the perfect casting because this is a quietly scary guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. And then when the fucking saw comes out of nowhere. Yeah. 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 I I love it when he's like, listen, this isn't going to be a retrospective. I don't care about anything I've built because I have a giant saw to destroy it with. So we get the board will be agree with me. They'll be sending a representative. They already have. I thought they would have told you power moving it so i pre- so my only guess is that they're referring well i have two guesses i'm gonna say if it's somebody we've oh, met fuck, already logan is 80 percent it's, it's logan. logan yes yeah 80 percent it's logan oh Tw- obviously 20 percent it's the man in black who has a huge foundation <laughs> and is a vip of some sort truly i mean if he's if logan's not a vip and the man in black is who knows he could still be anything i'm throwing everything out the window when it comes to him i'm i'm sort of building him from the ground up in my mind I'm not letting my old theories corrupt who I think he is as a person. <laughs> Just letting it come to me. And he is a person. Probably. <laughs> who knows? Or maybe he was the first host who actually did escape the part and started a foundation. <laughs> but then why would he care about saving people's sisters? Unless that was a power move and he's also having sex with them. Oh, that's possible. <laughs> that's how how much of a devil's bargain is that you get to live but you have to have sex with ed harris as a robot first <laughs> yeah i mean i don't listen i'd be okay with it <laughs> william just wants to keep dolores safe so stupidly sweet william and logan logan continues to be car- terrible or a standard gamer they go into this mission where they're shooting the place up and i believe he says slap leather cocksuckers which is not one i'd heard before Oh, that I've heard. I've heard both of those, but never used in conjunction. So, <laughs> so my guess is that it's a reference to uh, "reach for your boots." 
Oh no, slap leather is a it's an old timey Western term, which is like, hey, pull out your fucking gun. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. The holsters are leather. That makes sense. Yeah. Slap. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay, and then Logan's having the time of his life. And, and cocksuckers very- is a reference to sucking cocks. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of poultry. I wasn't sure. <laughs> Logan's having the time of his life. William seems stressed. We see the first equipment upgrade. I can't believe it took four games. <laughs> upgrade, nice. And it's always the last character left standing. And he to- and it's like that reinforces to me. This whole episode's reinforcing to me like how much of a just a stand-in for gamers he is. Mm-hmm. Like oh, that's absolutely the stand-in. That like he's the first character to have been looting. Like that's just absurd. <laughs> exactly. He he called somebody in a most of massively multiplayer online game a homophobic slur, which yeah. is very gamer. Very gamer. Very, yeah. At how long? How long do you think it's gonna take? How long do you think <laughs> until it's somebody gonna... says the f word? Not until somebody says it's about ethics and game journalism. <laughs> it's about ethics in Westworld. <laughs> Uh, he's gonna. He's gonna. There's gonna be like a, a whole storyline about reporters in Westworld, and he's just gonna go crazy on them. <laughs> Stupid fucking gamers. All right. So Lawrence and the Man in Black. Lawrence is very chatty again. The mm-hmm. try. Basically, he's trying to feed the Man in Black the backstory on Wyatt. Uh, they find Teddy, who's been tortured up by Wyatt's men. Oh, uh, and this is this is all anyone dreams of: torturing James Marsden. I like James Marston. Why would I torture James Marston? <laughs> he seems like a completely nice human being. I don't know why you would do that to James Marston. Maybe, maybe you're just taking out all of your, taking out all of that aggression for uh, X Men Three being terrible. Maybe you're slightly uh, upset by the fact that one of his pecs is weirdly more developed than the other one. I keep forgetting to look at it. <laughs> uh, and their their guide. Okay, so William and Logan. Their guide goes to gag the man. The prisoner mentions El Lazo. And I, so, okay, so he shoots the guy. William gets very upset. And Logan trying to, like, be like, we're going to compromise is. Um, he's a robot? It's so funny to me when he's, like, about to shoot Dolores. And he's like, no. And he points again at the other guy. He's like, see? We're bonding. (laughs) This is going to be fun. Look how much fun we're having. It's a fucking game, Billy. <laughs> yeah. Don't call me Billy. Oh, God. Are you trying to impress her? She'll be fine with the trip down the dark side, and so will you. And then, and when he says that, I like that he adjusts his white hat. <laughs> Subtle. Yeah. Subtle. And uh, then he rides off on his own, which good for fucking Liam McPoyle. Too often in these narratives, it's like the good guy gets peer pressured too easily into being the fucking asshole, and that move gets him killed immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. I'm gonna say I actually didn't notice that they left off by themselves. I just assumed that they were riding far behind. Oh, I uh, that that was what I assumed the first time I saw I uh, huh. watched the episode, and then the second time I was like, oh, it is definitely fucking Logan and the uh, NPC riding off al- alone together. Interesting. Okay, yeah, I I hadn't caught that. I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I will say we'll have that- to wait until next week. I, yeah, I'm coming around on Logan and the line where he says, like, uh, I, there, there's something to the effect of, like, I'm an acquired taste. And I was like, ah, you might be. I hope I hope that <laughs> he apparently I, he's not a bad guy outside of the park. I, I was like, I really hope that that line wasn't the result of overconfident writers, like just getting a <laughs> meta joke in. 
But I am starting to come around on Logan. <laughs> you see, it's happening. <sighs> well, we'll see. We'll see the arc that he takes. Hector rides in to rob the Mariposa. Hector, mm-hmm. his last name is... Escaton. 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 Right. That's listen, what I Listen, you can't be... Listen, I've taken a lot of ironic racism from Ash versus Evil Dead, and I'm not going to take it on my own fucking podcast, all right? I was waiting for you to pronounce it so I didn't get it wrong again. <laughs> Trying to keep the peace. See, it's look how much good. fun we're having. <laughs> we're having so much fun. Uh, uh, same as... In the end of the first episode, uh, no paint it black this time. No, I, I, I keep forgetting what that fucking uh, song is, but it's one of those, you know, uh, great classical tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely recognize it well. It's a great classical tune. It was much more in tune with the cowboy theme as opposed to the, um, apparently they, allowed out of, they ran out of the novel licensing budget for this episode. <laughs> Listen, that Robert Smith, he doesn't fuck around when it comes to royalties. No, he does not. Yeah, you'll notice not a lot of Metallica. <laughs> uh, and I just, I just love that. Uh, uh, the when they're like, "Up, oh, family's coming into town," and they jam all of the guys' guns and send them to jail. <laughs> that was so something I didn't notice. The guy whose gun jammed was one of the guests. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Was he the guest who also Ro- killed? Uh, oh, uh, Tandy Newton earlier. I don't remember the flashback that. Flashback to. So okay. there's two – so they mention I, – I didn't catch this, and I still – I feel like I could do another viewing. So we know that two of the characters writing in are guests. They are not mm-hmm. hosts. And um, so one's inside and one's outside, I think. So the one inside is the one she recognizes, and there's mm-hmm. the one outside who's shooting. And so when they say, um, you know, put him in the jail, and then we'll have one of the prostitutes, like, slip him a key in their breakfast or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're referring to the two guests who have been caught along with the host. Yeah, and so, exactly. And I was like, that's actually really cool. Because this episode sort of uh, introduced the idea that you could actually be caught and manhandled by people and thrown in jail and stuff like that. Which, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're invincible, uh, it's hard to do, except when your gun doesn't jam. So that answers our question from a couple episodes ago. Like, what do they mean by, I'm going to slow him down? Well, we control yeah. all of your weapons remotely, so we can do whatever the fuck uh... we want. And they are not outside of physically manhandling people, uh, which is definitely covered in the waiver, which you can check on their website. By the way, everybody should look at that that one uh, answer that was all of the ways people have died in Westworld. Yeah, I, I for some reason I forgot to look that one up, but that one was hilarious. Uh, did I text that to you? Is that how you have that one? I I, I believe it's on the Twitter, or you might have texted it to uh, DM'd it to me. Uh, oh, yeah, here it is. I DM'd it to you because I, I honestly, I was posting it on the Boy Score Swords account and I was like, this is amazing. And like, nobody was liking it or responding to it. And I was like, I might just be filling this feed with nonsense. But here it is. <clears throat> this is from their waiver. However, the following causes of accidental death have occurred within the Delos Destinations compound. Buffalo stampede, self-cannibalism, accidental hanging, drowning, third degree burns, Autoerotic asphyxiation, blunt force trauma, allergic reaction to non-native plant life, falling from great heights, common manslaughter, tumbleweeds. <laughs> I like tumbleweeds the most. Yes. No, it's the best. To have it right after common manslaughter. To <laughs> have it right after murder. Um, by entering... This is the one that was just like... I think they were, again, trying to be like modern tech companies. Mm-hmm. Uh 
By entering Delos Destinations Port of Entry, you acknowledge that Delos Inc. controls the rights to and remains the sole un- owner of, in perpetuity, all skin cells, bodily fluids, secretions, <laughs> excretions, hair samples, saliva, sweat, blood, and any other bodily functions not listed here. Delos Inc. reserves the right to use this property in any way, shape, or form in which the entity sees fit. They can take your jizz out of those things and make clones of you, and that's within their rights. <laughs> and that's why you always wear a condom when you fuck a robot. Yes, in it's, this world. It's not, about, it's not about STDs, it's about IP. <laughs> yeah, your individual intellectual property. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's that's really creepy. So they could they could be using aspects of their previous guests to construct their hosts. Just think about that. Jesus, this fucking this Westworld's a creep I, world. I, I mean, I'm assuming this isn't what they're going towards, but the idea that this man is a man who was seen outside of the world, they could have used his DNA uh, to mm. construct a, a host out of him. Ah, uh, I don't like that. <laughs> Unit theories. I mean, well, if they're if they're able to construct biological androids, and we know that they're human enough that they can uh, construct, uh, or that they can catch diseases. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're obviously using DNA in some s- sort of way. Like it's all not just physical construction. And so, I if that ends up being explicitly part of the canon, then clones are irrelevant. I mean, sorry, Look. Clo- uh, clones are inevitable. <laughs> Look. They need to put microfauna in those robots' guts, so you shove a bunch of foreign shit in there. Yes. <laughs> Literally. Yes. All right. So Hector rides to the Mariposa. A couple of families are in headed town. They jam the guns. And then we learn in the final scene between Maeve and Hector... Eschaton! Eschaton. Okay, good. I'm going to pause every time because I was going to say it wrong every time I didn't. You son of a bitch. Hey, puta. <laughs> I I know what bitch means. I listen. <laughs> I put I put a lot of years. I went through a lot of years of garbage Spanish where you don't actually speak Spanish. <laughs> but I I pick up a good forty percent of Spanish sentences. <laughs> Fair enough. Listen, as long as you know hijo puta, pedazo de mierda, you know the basics. Yeah, the basics. Just standard family conversation. Mm-hmm. So we learn that the this this is. We learn that the figures that she has seen are called Shade in their sacred native lore. Mm-hmm. They make these figures. Uh, it is the man who walks between the worlds. They were sent between hell, and again, they have an underground facility, to oversee our world. Um, and she has him cut her right in the abdomen. They find mm-hmm. a bullet there where she thinks there is one. The Dreamwalker said there were some who could see them. And then... He reaches inside, finds the bullet, and she says, what does it mean? It means that I'm not crazy after all, and that none of this matters, that what you do, that's what you do with the knowledge that free will is an illusion. And we're going to get crazy nihilist Maeve from now on, who's just going to be fucking and fighting whoever she sees fit, and I'm excited about it. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Everybody, you know, that's what everybody wants, to be shot while making out with a hot Latin guy. That's all anybody's wants. That's all anybody has ever wanted. <laughs> and that's the episode. That brings us to the end of the episode. Um, yeah, so this has been We Are Cut Up. If you enjoyed listening right. to this episode, we have gone to a bunch of effort to get caught up. We're going to be uh, on time. Uh, and let's, I, mean, I guess I have, we haven't checked the calendars, but we should be releasing these up to date every week from now on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you like what you're hearing, support us, patreon.com slash boarscore swords. That's how we're able to do these episodes. And we've gone to an extraordinary 
lengths to catch up and give you way more content than we've ever promised. I have recorded 18 podcasts in the last 12 hours. And if you're new to the podcast, we also have online us covering uh, Patreon-only episodes of the Great British Bake Off Series 7, mm-hmm. which is airing currently. And believe it or not... Concludes this week! Concludes this week. And Thursday and I, Ivan, will record the finale and drop that into the Patreon feed, which nobody will listen to because who could have caught up on the like 80 hours of content we've provided this week? We have provided you so much content and for nothing... Give us fucking money. All we want from you is your money. Hey, stop it with the creepy Anthony Hopkins ending. (laughs) Listen, we want your money or else we'll send a giant fucking saw to fucking shove your house down. (laughs) All right? All right. Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash Boys Swords. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Boys Gore and Swords. You can find us on Twitter at Boys Gore Swords. You can find Ivan on Twitter at Ivan underscore Hernandez. And you can find Red on Twitter at Red underscore Scott. Bye. Play it.